Welcome back, or welcome if you're new. Welcome to another episode of Arlene Anonymous with me, Arlene. This is a podcast where I encourage you to go do that one task that you've been avoiding, all while you listen in on the random rambles of this awesome, crazy, beautiful mind of mine. This is also a safe place, a no judgment zone, a place where you can come as you are, but you will leave better than you came. On today's episode, episode 20, we are going to talk about the three most important and basic things that everyone must do in order to live their best life. Best life. (laughs) It's titled, Let's Plan. So here is your disclaimer. This podcast is unedited and I am unfiltered. I curse a lot. So I highly suggest you put on some headphones or at least don't listen with small kids around. I will probably hurt your feelings. (laughs) Yeah, I probably will hurt your feelings because I'm going to challenge your thoughts and your beliefs. You have been warned. Listen at your own risk. With that, I hope you're ready to listen in and get started on that task that needs to be complete. Listen in while you're driving to work driving home from work, or just driving around because you just had to get out of the house. But first, let's catch up. Listen, your girl is sore. I am so sore, S-O-R-E. Yes, I'm always spelling shit out because I don't know if I'm saying it right. We did... As you know, um, I'm doing a program, a Beachbody program, 645, 645, six days a week, 45 minutes. It's a 13-week program. I am on week five, which is like stage two. And that the trainer, Amala, he turned it up a notch. Oh my gosh, it is so windy here. It scared me. He turned it up a notch and we were doing deadlifts and I was like, I'm doing it wrong. And I was, you know, I took my own tip and I'm recording myself and I'm making sure I have proper form and I'm looking at the camera and I'm like, oh my God, I bet you I'm doing this wrong. Oh no, I was doing it right. I am sore. That was on Monday. It is Wednesday. (laughs) I know you're listening on a Thursday, but, or at least that's when this episode drops. Listen, I am so sore. I haven't been this sore in years. Um... I don't know. I, I'm obviously doing something right. Um, I'm like, I like being sore, but it's also like, it hurts. <laughs> and I don't know what to do, but just, you know, thug it out. <laughs> and that's what I'm doing. So that's like the main thing. I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, I am in so much pain. Um, Peanut is not here. I do have Luna right here, like under me, under my bed. She's like under my bed. And then her like butt tail part is not under my bed. I don't know. But um, so that's kind of weird cause I'm used to him interrupting me. So, you know, hopefully he won't like he's, he's in my mind. You know what I mean? He's at grandma's house. So shout out grandma. Thank you for watching peanut. Um, I always wanted to have like a reoccurring play date with grandma every Wednesday so I can have podcast time uninterrupted, but you know, such is life that is, uh, she's retired and I'm not out here like, well, you're retired time to babysit my kids. Cause my mom has made it explicitly clear that nope, that's not the case. So I digress. But the point is, I love that he's not here. I mean, I love peanut, but I love that he's not here. 
Um, I did finish Woke. Remember, I was talking about that last week, that that's the show I'm addicted to. Um, it was good. It wasn't as good as season one. Um, I guess because the concept was so new, so fresh, I was like, what? This show's amazing. And then season two came out and trust me, it was good. And I laughed, but like, I know it sounds weird. There's like little characters and they talk like a trash can or a pen or like the soda. Like literally they, they will talk. And I felt like they didn't do that as much. And for whatever reason, I just, I thought it was going to be more of those little characters and I don't know, I think it, we needed more of that, but that's just me. Um, I finished it, I think I did like two or three episodes on Friday, two or three episodes on Saturday, and then two or three episodes on Sunday, because it's just eight episodes. Um, so it was a quick watch. Um, it was good, though. It was eye-opening, and a lot of terms that I, you know, and people, it was, you just gotta watch the show Woke, W-O-R, wow, I can't spell, W-O-K-E, where did the R come from? Um... Um, it stars Winnie the Bish from New Girl, Winnie, uh, Winston Bishop. I don't know his real name. It was in my podcast last week. <laughs> but anyway, very good show. So I finished that. And then the last update is, um, remember I was talking about all about the PSAT, the Principal Selection Advisory Team. I was on a special committee. I had to like, not apply for it. Like I didn't need to show my resume, but I did have to fill out, fill out like, um, like a Google form that was like, why do you want to be a part of this committee? And, you know, I did like two, three sentences and I was chosen. And remember, like I said, I thought it was going to be a group of like 20 people. No, there was like four of us <laughs> and I was the only parent. And, um, literally that, I think that I talked about it on my podcast and I think I had like a meeting that Wednesday and then they were like here's a disclosure like a disclosure agreement you are not allowed to talk about this and I was like oh I talked about it on my podcast <laughs> and they just looked at me like I don't think they believed me like no I really did but of course I'm not out here like saying the names of the candidates and the schools and all that like that's none of your business but anyway I was a part of that committee and that is done so on Friday because the last time I recorded was last Wednesday so two days after that which was Friday like five days ago I was I interviewed a bunch of people all day. It was like from 7:30 p.m. to like almost 6, no, 7:30 a.m. to almost 6 p.m. all day. It was an experience I will never forget. It it is something I want to do often. Like I don't know if I could do that every week or every day until I die, but like it is something that I for sure want to be a part of. Um I used to work for the school system when I was like 19 years old for 2 years, so like I don't know. It's it brought something out of me that I'm like, yeah, I think this is where I belong. Like I kind of always wanted to be a teacher, but then I was like, I don't want to go to college because <laughs> like I'm one of those people. I'm like, college just ain't for me. But anyway, that was just a very interesting experience. And then two nights ago, which was Monday night, we had like a community forum where people from the community were allowed to um, basically interview the the last three candidates that we chose on that Friday. And it was interesting to see the questions that they asked, which were very similar to the questions that were inter in the interview. And it was interesting to see the three candidates answer those questions. Um, so it was just an experience, like I said, I will never forget. I hope to be a part of more of these things. Um, I've always been an involved parent. Like, yes, I shit on myself all the time. Like, oh my God, I'm a sucky mom. I'm a sucky mom. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> like, I'm all right. <laughs> but that was interesting. And um, 
it was a process like I said I just I'll never forget it and I don't know I don't want to say too much because I don't know what I'm even allowed to say but it was good um let's take a water break don't forget that whatever you're doing whether you're cleaning or driving or working out oh, excuse me my throat drink that water okay so we're all caught up and now it's time for some tips tricks and hacks okay i have three tips for you it's always a beauty tip a fitness tip and a kid tip or a hack or just an idea so the beauty tip of the week is to double cleanse now again i'm like i'm so sorry if i already talked about these things but obviously like they just need to be mentioned again if i have um but if i haven't talked about this you know you're welcome so double cleansing what is it i literally took this copy paste from healthline.com is it plagiarism if i tell you where i get it from like i hope not so double cleansing right double cleansing is as simple as it sounds it involves thoroughly washing your face with two cleansers the only catch is that the cleansers need to be two different types to have the desired effect the first is usually an oil-based cleanser this is followed up by a water-based one however it's possible to double double cleanse with two regular cleansers if oils aren't right for you um, I love double cleansing. I never heard of it until everything to me is two or three years ago. But then when I really think about it, I'm like, no, it was like nine or 10 years ago, but it was a long time ago on YouTube. I feel like it was always Michelle Phan when I was really watching a bunch of YouTube beauty videos, like when the, the guru, guru world was big, you know how I am with my R's. Um, for now, um, excuse me. I don't feel like everyone needs to double cleanse, but I feel if you're an avid makeup wearer or you just are like you have a dirty job. And I know that probably sounds weird, but like if you work in construction or are outside a lot, like not that I'm saying stay at home moms are not hard workers, but you know what I mean? Like if you're in the elements, um, I feel like double cleansing is for you. So I used to use like a ponds makeup remover type of thing and literally in the shower I would keep it in the shower because you know I, I wash my face and brush my teeth in the shower <laughs> but with dry hands I would take the cleanser rub it around my hands and then take off the makeup with that dry like literally my face is dry my hands are dry and I'm just moving around the makeup it's it was so gross because you could feel all the makeup and dirt and sweat moving around and then I wet my face and then I would just follow with a regular cleanser, whatever the cleanser is. Um, you know, just, you know, Neutrogena or I was thinking St. Ives. I feel like that's a brand, St. Ives. Like the apricot one. Anyway, I don't do that anymore. It's hard to find that cleanser that I'm talking about. And then I realized that Cetaphil or Cetaphil or Cetaphil, however you pronounce it. I just get the double one from Sam's Club. It literally lasts me the whole year. Um, two of them last me the whole year. And that's with washing my face twice a day. Um, but literally, I'll, if I'm wearing makeup especially, again, with dry hands, but basically I'll wash my face one time over with one pump and clean my whole face with my hands, rinse it off, and then just do it again. 
So I'll literally double cleanse with the same. <laughs> Maybe it's not considered double cleansing, but I'll literally just wash my face all over again. Because I feel like the first time around, it doesn't count. Like it's just like a pass through. And then the second time around is actually really getting my face. I feel like the first one is just washing my makeup, which makes no sense. Like how do you wash makeup? It's on your face. But that's how my mind works. But then the second time around, I feel like it really gets my mascara off. And I always make sure I have a little mirror that, like, I don't have those raccoon eyes and I really get the mascara. So anyway, that's your tip of the week. Um, again, I got this from a website, healthline.com. And you know how I feel. Go to YouTube. Go to TikToks. Go to Reels on Instagram. And, um, and do your own research. So double cleansing is your tip of the week. Okay. Your fitness tip of the week is... To plan out your workouts and more importantly, your rest days. So again, I am a beach body coach, and I only say again because if you've been hearing, if you've been here for the last twenty episodes, you know that's what I am and what I do, on top of other things. But, um, so with beach body, the programs are laid out for you. Like the rest days are included. They will tell you that it's a five day a week program, a four day a week program, and even when the program is seven days a week, we will have what they call stability and mo and mobility days. So it'll be 20, 30, 45 minutes of basically stretching. And no stretching is different from what I, like dynamic stuff. But anyway, do your own research again. But um, I love that that is thought out. Like, I don't have to think about it. I just press play, I work out. However, before Beachbody, when I would work out um, at the gym with a friend, or at one point I was just working out from home doing yoga and Pilates, and hit workouts all on YouTube. Um, I would always make sure, like, I had. A, I was even looking at my planner from a few years ago. It was like Monday lower body, Tuesday upper body, Wednesday um, full body. Then it was like Thursday cardio or something, and then it was always like Saturday was yoga, and then Sunday was a rest day. So, like, if that's the, you know, the plan you decide to do, like, if you just want to do your own research and come up with your own stuff or you just do, like, um, like CrossFit type stuff at home, um, like an AMRAMP, you know what I mean? Like, all these things, um, just make sure that you're planning it out. Um, it doesn't have to be weeks in advance. Like, I have all my workouts planned for the next 17 weeks, like. Even if it's just for the next few days, like, okay, I am going to rest on Wednesday. So that means on Monday, I'm going to do this. And on Tuesday, you know what I mean? Like, make sure there's somewhere in there is either a rest day, like a full rest day, or that you're doing a mobility, a stability, a flexibility, a yoga day, something. And you know how I feel about yoga. I literally practice daily yoga. <laughs> um, but otherwise, um, yeah, make sure you plan out a rest day. All right, I had to reposition myself. My hamstrings are hurting my knee is hurting everything I'm just in pain right now <laughs> so sitting cross-legged for too long is just not 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 the move for my body right now so anyway your kid tip of the week is that um it takes a village um I know a lot of people have issues with that statement sometimes or like they had people that did them dirty in the past and you know they're basically like um my kid never leaves my sight type of thing. And, you know, if that's the case, that's the case. And I'm not here to judge you. Um, it's your kids. You can raise them however you want. However, for me and my house, it takes a village. Um, obviously, I have two boys that are in a physical school right now. So I'm trusting those people in that school to watch over my kids' well-being. 
and then I have Peanut, he's with Grandma. So, like, I trust people, and I know that's not to say I had this awesome, great life or childhood, and I did, you know what I mean, for the most part, but, um, you know, don't just be handing your kids off to someone you just met off the street a day ago or something like that, but it does take a village, um, excuse me, it takes friends, it takes family, it takes teachers, that's the main thing I wanted to talk about was the teacher part, um, I know a lot of people homeschool or online school or remote learning access, asynchronous, whatever, I don't know, there's all these freaking terms and things, but as I was interviewing these candidates, because they're not all principals currently, they're assistant principals and just leaders of the school, and a lot of them were teachers in the past, Um, man, it made me realize, like, because, and I kept joking, like, you know, interviewing for principals is like interviewing to be a president. It's like, I'm gonna do all these great things. And you don't really know how full of shit they are. Because you know, that's how presidents are too. But again, these candidates, respectfully, they were amazing. But you know what I mean. So anyways, as they're pitching all of these ideas, it made me realize like, wow, there's a lot of thought that comes into being a principal, into teaching. And when a teacher has to miss work for whatever reason and they have to get a sub it's like a really big deal and it's not that you know oh what sub it's whatever nothing about the substitutes it's just the fact that like these people really miss the kids that they cry at the end of the school year that they cry they're just they love these kids they're emotional about these kids they're worried about their well-being they're worried about how they are outside of the school so I was just like wow okay and I've always been the parent that's like hey um, these are my kids. I am their mom. So because I am their mom, they are special. Why? Because I'm special. <laughs> so good luck. Um, at the end of the day, these are your kids too. And here you go. Good luck. You do whatever you need to do. And then you tell me what happens at the end of the day or that whatever. If there's something happens, you let me know. I've always been that mom. I've never been that mom that's like, don't you ever touch my kid. Don't you ever raise your hand on my kid. Don't you ever raise your voice. Like, how di- I've never been that one. <laughs> so I know that's probably, again, not the best or not the norm. But I've always been, like, if we were at the playground and one of my kids did something, you know, bad, you know, quote unquote bad. And then a mom walked up and was like, you don't do that. I'm like, yep, that's right. You heard her. <laughs> like, I've always been that mom. Unless it was, like, something crazy. And then I'd be like, no, no, no. Like, dude, you're wrong. (laughs) But anyway. (sighs) I've always been the kid that's like, listen, boys. You listen to everybody. Again, unless some... It's a very specific situation in the case where I'm like, no. That adult is crazy. And no, you don't listen to them. But for the most part, I'm like, they're right. You listen to your titis. You listen to your tios. You listen to grandma. Like, your aunts, your uncles, your grandma. Your grandpa. Your teacher. So anyway, that's my kid tip. It takes a village. Um, if you're struggling with that, or if you have other thoughts on that, again, awesome. That's let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I want to be social on social media. Let's talk about it. Let's. And then of course, this is just like a a two minute spiel on this one topic. Like I can literally probably. I've always said this. I can probably make a whole podcast episode on double cleansing. I can make a whole podcast episode on planning out your workout and your rest days and of course I can make a whole podcast episode just on this one statement it takes a village so um not that I will but who knows so you see what I mean like this is just a a little bit of my mind right there so anyway (laughs) 
<laughs> it takes a village, friends. Okay. Um, what am I addicted to this week? So this is like the part of the episode where I just talk about what I am addicted to. Again, it is a play on words. I am taking back the word addiction. I am taking back the word anonymous as a recovering alcoholic um, that never went to AA. <laughs> I made my own AA, Arlene Anonymous. And um, I usually talk about a show. Like I literally have always like nine times out of 10, I talk about a show. Well, this is the, the one time that I'm not going to talk about a show. I did see 911 because last week I was like, I'm going to talk about 911. It's good. 911 is a good show. I love that show. If you've never watched 911 on Fox, please do. I even had my boys watching some of it last night with me. But that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm addicted to putting on makeup again. <laughs> Funny enough, I'm actually not wearing makeup right now. But um, I, I did partner with Saint two years ago. Um, I affiliated with them or I have like an affiliate link or whatever. If you're ever inter- interested in that, let me know. I love turning people onto that makeup. Um, no, this is not, I'm not going to sell you on that here. Um, I try not to sell anyone on anything. This is just my podcast, my life, right? But um, I love makeup and I've always loved, nope, I've always hated makeup. And then there was a time where I just started loving makeup again. But the point is I was sick and I was really sick for almost six weeks. And it ended up being, um, not pneumonia, bronchitis, bronchitis right? I forgot. I had bronchitis. Like I, I miss, I literally missed two recordings of this podcast because of it. And when I'm sick, I don't put on makeup. Like I know a lot of people do, or they'd be like, Oh, I put on makeup. I do a live and then I take it right off. I'm like, no, my nose was dripping, like just boogers. And there's no way I'm gonna put on makeup and then blow my nose. And I remember doing that for church and I used to hate it. Like I remember like not wanting to go to church if I didn't have makeup on or, you know what I mean? Um, I don't even know how to describe it, but I really, really hate blowing my nose if I have makeup on. Like, I would rather not wear makeup. So, wow. The point is, I didn't wear makeup for a long time, like six weeks, recently, like literally right now, like six weeks ago. And then I was like, oh, I want to put on makeup again. And oh my God, I think I've put on makeup every day, like the last two or three weeks. And I forgot how fun it was and just how pretty I felt. And of course, I felt pretty without makeup, so don't get it twisted. And yes, I am cocky and conceited because life is too short to be anything but, okay? So um, I will hype my own self up. But anyway, it's just so crazy. First of all, how easy it is to put it on, regardless of whatever type of makeup. I mean, yes, our makeup is quick and easy, but anyway, that's not the point. I just love makeup. I'm addicted to putting it on again. Again, I didn't put it on right now just because um, I was, like, in a rush. Like, dropping off peanut, like, it just derailed my day. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know why. It's not even that big of a deal, but it just it messed everything up, kind of, but not really. So, anyway, I love makeup. I'm addicted to putting it on again. And, um, I don't know, it just makes me feel good. And I forgot that I can feel that good. Again, I'm not wearing it right now, but, again, all good. <laughs> all right. So this is the time for some housekeeping. So again, my name is Arlene Garcia. You're listening to Arlene Anonymous. It is a podcast. Hopefully you're listening on Spotify or Anchor. Hopefully you heard the ad before the episode started, which is, again, still so crazy. And hopefully soon I'll you'll hear me. Um, you'll hear me like with other ads, which is just, again, crazy to think if that's a thing that could happen. But if you ever want to follow me on social media, please do at the Arlene Garcia everywhere. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Telegram, Voxer, Twitter. 
everywhere. Whatever app exists, Snapchat, the Arlene Garcia, <laughs> for the most part. That is the name. Um, This podcast has its own Instagram account. It is called Arlene Anonymous Pod on Instagram. Please feel free to DM me there or to send me an email. ArleneAnonymousPod at gmail.com. Wow. Gmail.com. Um, please feel free to email me. You can tell me what you're addicted to. Tell me your own kid tip, trick, or hack, or your own, you know, just that section. Just give me your own stuff. I love when people, it's usually a kid one, and I'm like, yes, that's the one I struggle with the most. Send me more tips. Even if it's a meme, I will turn the meme into a tip. Don't worry. And if you ever want to take me with you, please do. Um, tag me on social media in your stories. And tell me what you're doing while you're listening in. Or you don't have to do any of that. And just be like, hey, Arlene, I was listening to you while I was washing the dishes. And you made me crack up. Or, oh, my God, that that was eye-opening. Whatever. Feel free to do that. Or don't. Like, literally, no hurt feelings. So, water break. Oh, It's always right before. Or, like, right during the podcast. All of a sudden, like, my throat hurts. Or something's wrong. And I can't breathe. And I'm like... (laughs) My sinuses, my allergies, so that's a thing that happened. Again, unedited. I am unfiltered. (laughs) But it's time for the meat of the episode. The meat! Arby's. The meat. So, let's plan. Listen. We are pausing for dramatic effect. Um, Let's, let's, uh, I know we usually do some deep breaths at the end. We're going to take a deep breath now. We talked about cleaning, right? And I already told you, I love cleaning. Like, not necessarily the act of cleaning, but just cleanliness. I love the after part, right? So that's how I feel about planning. I love planning. Um, I just do. I feel like it's so cool. This I didn't even write this down in my little notes. I wrote a lot of notes, by the way. Um... I love when people from my past, and I'm talking like from when I was 12, 13, 14 years old. So this is like 23 years ago when people are like, oh, Arlene, you've always been into planning. Like, that's your thing. And I'm like, it was? It is? I didn't realize how like, like that that was my thing. Like, I thought I was known for other things. I mean, I am like my crazy hair, my loud mouth, my New York accent that I'm, that I lose and gain every day. But you know what I mean? Like... Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you've always been into planning. Like, you're always organized. That's the biggest one. You're always organized. You're always so organized. You're always early. You're always on time. I'm like, oh, huh. I guess that's a good thing to be known for. But anyway, listen, I love planning. I'm very passionate about it. If you don't follow me on social media, please do. I, I post a picture of my planner every day, Um, like my daily planner. Um, Not my daily planner. Like, my day. I literally post my day on my stories so you know what I'm doing. Um, and to hopefully encourage you to do the same. Um, I want to... Oh, yeah. So, I'm thinking about doing that on my actual feed. But I'm just kind of nervous for whatever reason. Um, I do post my picture, like, at 5 in the morning. Like, my like my day. Like, literally my whole day, I post a picture of it. Um... But I actually want to post that to my feed. But like, that's basically, I would have to have a photo shoot with my planner because people usually have it at a certain angle and it's really bright out. They probably have like a ring light. And I'm like, 
I don't want to do all that. And I don't want to be pressured to write pretty. And I'm like, uh. So anyway, if you ever start seeing my day, like literally my whole day, excuse me, in planner form on my feed, it's because I finally got enough balls to do it. So anyway, there's that. Like that was just a mini introduction. So here is a disclaimer about planning. So like in this whole episode, um, everything I know... And for the most part, like literally everything I know about life, <laughs> I learned from YouTube. <laughs> but in particular, in particularly, everything I learned about this topic, about planning, I learned from YouTube years ago. Again, I'm not talking like a year ago or two years ago. I'm talking like 12 years ago, <laughs> long time ago. And then, of course, um, long form media became short form media like TikToks and Instagram and Reels and social media and all that. And like I used to read articles on this. I even read a book on this. But like yeah, I actually read the book on this. Like a book on this. Anyway, so I'm gonna tell you right now, this is just my knowledge, okay? But the people that I do follow, please follow them. Like I highly recommend it, highly suggest it, suggest it. They have TikTok, they have Instagram, they have YouTube. A lot of them have Facebook. Amy Landino. I feel like I mention her every week. Love her, okay? Amy Landino, Jordan Page. Jordan Page came up with the fun, fun, free, or cheap. Love her. Um, And for the most part, I want you to do your own research. Um, I always say that. Like, I will talk to you about all of these topics till I'm blue in the face. But please do your own research so you can form your own beliefs and opinions on this. Okay? YouTube and podcasts are free. Free 99. Um... Thank God for them. I've learned a lot from like planning and stuff from podcasts like Tori D. Simone. We'll talk about her later. So podcasts are free. YouTube is free. Google is free. Um, please do what works for you and your life. I am a master of my own life. I am the CEO, the architect, everything of my own life. And I'm going to speak to you on these on every topic ever but again especially let's plan planning stuff I'm gonna be talking about it from what I know from what I've learned from what I've seen you know um so make sure that you do what works for you and your life and for the season and headspace you are currently in (laughs) I will say this again till I'm blue in the face if you have brand new triplets and another 17 kids and you're pregnant like all of this is not going to resonate with you. You're going to be like, you're crazy. Because again, that's not the season of life that you're in. Like If you are in the trenches, and I've already talked about this in my cleaning episode, then you are in the trenches. All of these tips and tricks are cute to maybe write down and be like, I'm going to put this in a vault for future me. <laughs> like in 10 years, I'll re-listen to this podcast. So again, if you're like, Arlene, that's dumb or that's crazy or I can never. I'm like, maybe you can never right now. Okay. Remember, possibilities are endless in your life. And then if you are literally like depressed, suicidal, you have anxious racing thoughts. First of all, see a professional. I am not a professional in anything. I'm not licensed or have a certificate in any of these things. But if for real in that case, you need to see a professional, in my humble opinion. But um, if you're just not in the right headspace to do any of this stuff, then again, that's the current season and headspace that you're currently in and all of these things i'm going to tell you are just you can listen please listen i will love it but again it's not going to resonate with you so 
do what works for you and your life for the current headspace and season you are in okay i will meet you where you are because that's something that i've been learning that's a phrase i've been hearing for about a year and a half now which is a new phrase to me i will meet you where you are and i'd love to do that love not that i'm stepping down to your level because i am not above anybody but i want to let you know um i'm not there like I am just wherever level you are, like you're coming to me for help. Like hopefully you're listening because I do want to know how to plan out my life. So I'm not there. I again, I'm not above you, but I'm just not where you are at. I know how to get through whatever like the obstacle is the way. I think I saw, I put that as my quote the other day. So anyway, I can help you because I've been there. So anyway, I will meet you where you are, but also know I am not there anymore. So my knowledge and experience with my knowledge and experience, I can and will help you. Again, not an expert, don't have a license, don't have certificates, but my, my, with my experience, with my knowledge, I can, and I will help you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Water break. That was just the intro. Let's, let's for real get started. Um, I will be using a lot of terms. Um, I love that for me. Love that for you. <laughs> I Googled all of them except for one. Um, again, please look them up yourself. You can find these terms and there will be hundreds of thousands of articles written on them and YouTube videos about them. So like for the most part, I just took like the first one I saw and was like, yeah, that that's pretty much what I want to say. I need some, I need some chapstick. I thought it was right there and I could be slick, but I'm just making a bunch of noise. There it goes. Okay. <laughs> Birds, bees not sponsored not an ad excuse me with the burps so sorry again moving on so let's begin in the beginning so like i was saying um big on big on planning big on being organized and um my love for planners like an actual physical planner it my love for that began in middle school so a lot of you know I was born and raised born and raised in the Bronx and then I moved to Colorado in 1999 as a 12-year-old and I started 7th grade and if in 8th grade here like in the Aurora public school system. And I remember I got a planner and I freaked out. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and I wish I still had them cuz I would love to see my life and I want to say they were like big ones. And then somewhere down the line, they became like mini ones. And I didn't like the mini ones. They were convenient, but I didn't like the mini ones. I like the big ones. And I feel like something about my memory, my memories unlocking as I'm talking. Um, I felt like my mom or somebody had to like sign off that I did my homework or something. I felt like I had to write down that I had homework and then my parents had to like sign the bottom. Oh my God, I don't know. I'll say, Troy, if you're listening, text me, vox me, like pause the podcast <laughs> and let's discuss because I just unlocked the memory. Um. Anyway, so I had my first planner in middle school, then in high school for four years. And then I did briefly attend three different colleges. So <laughs> so for three semesters, I did have I felt like a planner from every school that I went to. And then I didn't have a planner for years because the last time I was I, so I went to college I think what it would have been the fall semester of 05, the spring semester of 06, and then I think the fall semester of 07. 
So I didn't have a planner from, I think, basically January 2008. If you really want to do the math, from January 2008 until 2011. Oh, it's only three years. Why did it feel like more? Maybe I'm not doing the math right. No, yeah, it was just three years. Oh, I was over here. I didn't have a planner for many years. And I'm like, oh, it's just three. Well, in those three years, a lot happened. Anyway, I was supposed to... No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just arguing with myself. <laughs> oh, you... you Welcome. Welcome to my life. Anyway, my friend... I lived in Colorado, and I had this friend. We're not friends anymore, but shout out. She mailed me a planner from New York. I just... I remember her mailing me a planner from New York. And I was like, whoa, a planner. And she was like, oh, my God, Arlene, planners, duh. Don't you love planners? And I was like, yeah, but for whatever reason, I was like, I thought I wasn't allowed to have a planner because you know how I feel about being allowed to do stuff. I was like, I had a planner in middle school. I had a planner in high school. I had a planner in college. Well, now I don't do shit. Like, I just, I was kind of working here and there. I didn't have kids. Man, it must have been like 2010. But anyway, the point is that I was like, well, what do I even write in a planner? I don't do much. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people say that to me all the time. Or like, well, I don't do much. I just stay home. I'm like, oh, that's, that's enough. <laughs> we can get you started on your planner life. So anyway, um, then let's just move on. Then I did do Erin Condren. So Erin Condren is a lady. I don't, I can see her face right now. She's, you know, she's just a person. She exists and she created planners. I had one for five years. I had to break it down. I have all of them, like, literally right under me. <laughs> like, I'm on my bed. They're under my bed in a little bin. Um, So I had a planner, a Con- an Aaron Condren planner for five years, 2015, 16, 17, and 18. I thought I was so cool. I used to plan out everything. Um, and again, not, not too many details, but moving on. Um, In 2019, I got a day designer from Target. And... If you know, you know. So the day designer is the planner I'm currently using. Using, but if you buy it online versus buying it at Target, they're like they're actually two different planners. I don't know exactly what the differences are, but I don't buy my day designer planners from Target. I buy them directly from online. So I remember I was working in the church nursery. They gave me a I couldn't afford a planner, and they gave me a little like twenty dollar gift card or like a fifteen dollar gift card to Target. And I went and got a planner like mid-January or maybe it was even like February. And I got a little mini planner. It was like $9.99. And Erin Condren is expensive. I remember spending like $100 on her planners because I used to get it like personalized and whatnot. Excuse me. And then for 2020, 2021 and currently 2022, I'm using the Day Design. I don't think it's Day Designer. It's right here. Day Design, right? Day, no, there's an ER, Day Designer. Um, I love them. I'm addicted. So, again, whatever works for you. There's so many planners out there. My dad, literally, he's a garbage man. He found the garbage. Or he found the planner in the garbage for me. I was looking at it, and I was like, I may use you. I don't know. I remember getting, or someone gifted one to me, like a a happy planner. I remember those were big for a while. So, anyway, the point is, that's just my little planner history i feel like i always have to give you like a little history lesson so you can really get into my mind but i don't care what planner you're using per se because i do have like not a bone to pick but i do have an opinion on planners but 
get you a planner and that's just my 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 um again my history of planning so the reason why i like the day design so the reason why i like the day designer planner is because every day has its own page i didn't realize how important that was until i got that little planner from target and it wasn't that it was every day but it was hourly and it helped me so much, even though I only had two kids at the time. I was like, this is helping me so much to really plan out my day. So that is like where my opinion, I feel like, does change a little bit. So depending on the life and season that you're currently in, I highly recommend at least getting an hourly planner. And if you want to do this on like an app or just your Google Calendar, please do. But to have your hours, like if to see your whole day, you can't see my hand, but like a book, like to see your whole day in front of you. Oh my God, that helped me so much. Instead of just like, it's usually like two pages is the whole week. And like, you just got a block for Monday and a block for Tuesday. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." you got to see the whole day in my opinion. We'll get to that later. So Let's talk about some things. So the reason, okay, well, perfect. Because I kind of wrote this out, but I didn't plan it out the way I wanted to say stuff. I just started typing stuff out. So it does lead into this. So the reason why I want you to have a a day, like a page for every day, is because I want you to map out your life because you are the designer and the architect. And I want you to think about the full and whole 24 hours. Um. That that to me was a game changer to really think about every single hour and no that's not like a trauma response and no that's not be being OCD and picky and a perfectionist no it just really made me think like oh like it's not just the hours that I'm awake the hours that I'm asleep matter too asleep matter too yeah that does make sense so anyway let's let's uh, let's talk about the three main components okay and within those three main components are subtopics and then subtopics and then many topics and then bigger topics like we're gonna go on for days so listen the main things i want you to think about and plan out and i've talked about it in my stories so if you've heard this before that's why so the three main things and if you know you know if you don't that's okay i need you i don't care what or when or how but i need you listen if you're listening i need you to plan out your sleep number one i need you to plan out your sleep number two i need you to plan out your work and number three oh that was luna Whew, she scared me <laughs> i need you to plan out your non-negotiables write that down write that down baby your sleep your work your non-negotiables let's dive in Let's talk about some things. Um, I wrote it down twice. We need to reverse engineer. So this is the one that I looked up and I couldn't find a solid um, definition because literally reverse engineering is like an actual concept within the engineering world. So I was like, no, not that. I need to find out like the engineering, reverse engineering planning wise and I couldn't find a solid definition. So I made it up. Um, To me, this means... To reverse engineer means the process of planning backwards. <laughs> like simple, okay? <laughs> and I already had a podcast episode about 
your bedtime routine. And I already had one about your morning routine, so listen into those. But you really do need to start the night before, and that's why sleeping matters. So I don't care if you work overnight. Um, If you have, again, small kids, this is different because, like, your life is not that it doesn't count or doesn't matter. But, like, it's just when you have small babies that are nursing and, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just different than when you're out of that world. It doesn't mean that you're a better or, diff- or you know, worse person if you're nursing or have young kids or don't have kids. You know what I mean? But it's just a different time. Like the first two or three years when they're born. Like, it's just a whole different world. And And here I am with my third kid, hopefully my last kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I am completely out of that world with Pina. He's hopefully going to be starting preschool. So anyway... Sleep is a very touchy topic for a lot of people because, like I said, like, Peanut didn't sleep. Peanut didn't sleep through the night until he was, like, three and a half. No, he is three and a half. No, three. Yeah, this time last year. August of last year when we got Luna. <laughs> yeah, and we got Luna in August of 2021. And Peanut was three and three months. So, basically, I didn't sleep the whole time he was pregnant. I was He was pregnant. The whole time I was pregnant with Peanut was a shit show and I barely slept, okay? Then Peanut was born. So almost for four years, I, I didn't sleep. I would sleep two hours at a time every night <laughs> for almost four years. So like, that's what I mean by like, I get it, but like I already been through it. So here I am on the other side telling you what you should and shouldn't do. And again, my shoulds and your shoulds are different. My shoulds and your shoulds are different. So sleep <laughs> I told you like we we going to get there so if you know my favorite question what is normal if you're normal and you work from home you work from phone you work at a place whatever you do even if you're a stay-at-home mom listen that is your work we'll talk about that in a second but i need you to go to sleep at a decent time and if that's not the case, I need you to get between seven and nine hours of sleep. And and that's that on that. Like, you please do your own research. Um, I know some people are like, oh, I thrive when I get four hours of sleep. Or I just, I, I'm good on six hours. And I'm like, mm, nah, seven to nine. Seven to nine. And don't even get me started on if you're like nursing and stuff. Like, you need even more. So anyway, seven to nine. I don't care what that means. I don't care if that means waking up. Or going to bed at midnight and waking up at 7 in the morning. That's 7 hours of sleep. I didn't say you have to be in bed at 8 o'clock in the evening. 7 o'clock in the evening. I just want, I need you to get 7 to 9 hours of sleep. So that's what I do. It has helped. I used to get less. I, I was the one with the whole 6 and 7. Like 5 and 6. Oh, I'm good. I'm good with 5 and 6 hours of sleep. No, I'm but I had the surgery and I was like, oh. Oh, no, I need rest. Rest is good. Rest is important, okay? Um, I do, like I said, reverse engineer. My plan is to wake up at 4. I used to wake up at 4, and I didn't go to bed till 10. I didn't go to bed till 9.30. I was like, the goal is 8. The goal is 8, so I can get 8 hours of sleep. It never happened. Like, my kids were barely in bed by 8 some nights. So I was like, so what can I do? So I started waking up at 4.30. So I was reverse engineering my life. So my goal is to be in bed between 8.30 and 9.30 so I can go to sleep, wake up, I mean, at 4.45 in the morning, okay? Again, everyone needs sleep. Please do your own research on that. Get seven to nine hours of sleep, reverse engineer. And I reverse engineer my whole life. If you have to be at work at nine, 
okay? But you have an hour workout. But you got to do all these other things in the morning, whatever it is that you do. Does that mean you have to wake up at 6? I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it's a 30-minute commute plus a one-hour workout plus you have to do all these other things. That means you have to wake up at 6. So try to go to bed. And you know I hate the word try, but try to go to bed between 9 and what, 11? 9 and 11. And that's a great window. It's a great window. And then after a while, your body will get used to waking up at 6 and your body will start to get tired at a certain time. And you have to do that. That is your non-negotiable. We will talk about that in a second. But that is very important. Your sleep is important. And oh, again, this is not a morning and night routine episode. Please listen to that. And my, my thoughts and opinions have already changed and have more to say on those topics. So get you some sleep, okay? Reverse engineer your life. If you have to be at work at 9, but it's a 30-minute commute, that means you have to leave at 8.30. But your workout is an hour, so that means... Um, well, you have to take a shower, hopefully somewhere in there, or at least get, you know, ready for the day. Again, that means you're pressing play like at 630 because it's the hour workout. So that means you're done at 730. You see what I mean? Like reverse engineer, get you some sleep. Okay, your work. Listen, I don't know what work you do. You're listening out there. Thank you for listening. I have a few listeners and I appreciate you. I, I do. I really do. I'm not saying that like sarcastically or nothing. I really do appreciate you. So again, whether you actually work, and I mean that so respectfully, because what is work? Like if you get paid, that is work. <laughs> but if you really do work a nine to five, you need to schedule that in there. You need to schedule it in there. I know you're like, well, Arlene, I'm just at work. What I do, just write work. Yeah, write down work and then an arrow. <laughs> work. <laughs> so that way you can see your life. You can see it on that piece of paper. Oh, we're going to talk about calendar blocking. So don't you worry. You can see that block and chunk of time. I am at work this whole time. And and you have to like, oh my God. I'm like, don't, don't, don't tell people what to do. But put yourself in work mode while you're at work. And you can see that, okay, from here to here I'm at work. But I have all this other time. I can get up at 4 or 5 in the morning and do other things. Like just because you have to start work at 9 o'clock doesn't mean you have to leave your job at 8.30 and wake up like at 8.30. You know what I mean? Like, I hate when people are like, oh, I just woke up. I used to hate that when I worked at a regular job, a more traditional job. I just woke up 10 minutes ago. I'm like, that sounds terrible. You mean to tell me you literally just woke up 10 minutes ago and you're here and like ready to face the whole day? Personally, I'm like, that sounds miserable. Even when I wasn't working out in the morning, I was like, that just, I, I still had to wake up early just to like, like poop, like to take a shower. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway. So maybe you are, um, you work from home, plan that out, you know, plan out your meetings and plan out your day accordingly to your work from home job. Um, I work from phone, so, um, I do social media. So I do the beach body. I do the saint and yes, replying to comments, replying to DMS, replying to emails. That is work. (laughs) No, I'm not always prospecting for new clients and prospecting for people to work with me, but that that's work. So I do plan out my work and it's usually on Mondays because now I do Uber Eats and we'll talk about that in a second. But for the most part on Mondays from like one-ish to three-ish because I calendar block it out. I am, I, I put on a, like a special playlist. I put on headphones. I'll either lay in bed or on my iPad on my desk and I reply to comments and I reply to DMs. 
and um I think about you know social media content um that's work no I'm not actually getting paid that second that I do those things but in the long term since I'm building relationships and building friendships and building clientele that's work so there's that and then my favorite if you are a stay-at-home mom again you're maybe not getting paid that very second you're not clocking in and out and getting a paycheck sent to you or email to you or dm to you or you know in your cash app or bank account but that's your work and i mean that like you don't see my hands but i mean they're in prayer position i mean that's with so much love if you are a stay-at-home mom that is your job your job is you can fill in the blank i don't know what your job is what is being a stay-at-home mom i remember this lady told me um again whenever I get quiet and I do that little chuckle that's me thinking and I have like 50 scenarios but I was like I am a stay-at-home mom because like I was oh I was filling out paperwork (laughs) I was filling out paperwork you know when you go to um like the doctor's office or a hospital and you you're a new client or your kids are new people patients and you fill out a form you know your name your address and all your demographic and it's like occupation and I hated that for because for like six years I was a stay-at-home mom so I would write stay-at-home mom and this lady said domestic engineer and I took that shit and I ran with it I was I was and I still am I am a domestic engineer and I love it because my dad he's a garbage man and his title was like sanitation engineer and I think my mom lunch lady and it's like some other term like nutrition nutritional services and I'm like okay lunch lady and garbage man and stay-at-home mom but no Take that. You are a domestic engineer. And I think even at one point she put like domestic goddess. And I was like, oh, I like that even more. But for real, I love you. And maybe you're a stay-at-home parent. Because it's not just the mom staying home. And there's nothing wrong with that. So not that I'm saying you're not taking your job seriously if you don't do these things. But you need to plan out your work. The laundry. The cleaning. The cooking. Basically everything that you do because I've seen the memes you know I'm a chauffeur and I take my kids here and there and I and I you know I I budget like yeah that's your job that is your job plan it out (laughs) nothing's gonna magically happen I feel like a lot of people they'll plan out their budget for the month or the year or the quarter or the semester whatever the week the month the and they're like, oh, this is the budget. Okay, cool. And then they meal plan. They'd be like, oh, every Saturday I go shopping. And then every Sunday I meal plan and meal prep. And then, you know, every month, you know, like every like Monday is macaroni Monday and Tuesday is taco Tuesday and Wednesday is potluck and Thursday. That's planning. That's planning, right? But then when it comes to laundry, oh, it gets done when it gets done. And I have a whole laundry episode. When it comes to cleaning, oh, cleaning will get done when it gets done. And I have a whole cleaning series on that. <laughs> so it's like you plan out everything, but not the other stuff. So not that I'm saying you have to be this perfect person that pinpoints everything. And I have to do all the... No, I didn't say that. Okay? But your work needs to be planned out. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, plan it out. I, I'm not here to, I already told you that I do a laundry, a load of laundry a day and that I clean certain things on certain days and I gave you all these tools. So at that point, you make your own plan. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do when because I kind of already did, but plan out your work. Love you. Okay, bye. Um, and then your non-negotiables. <laughs> your non-negotiables can be different for everybody. So um, 
your non-negotiable is uh, hold on i think i have the definition um excuse me no did i do, do, do. I did that. I did that. I thought I did. I'm sorry. Oh, right here? Oh, it's right here. Oh my god. I just I didn't put it in the other format that I did the other ones. A non-negotiable means not open to discussion or modification. So my non-negotiables. I have a few. I didn't write them down. I should have, right? So my non-negotiable is or my non-negotiables are <laughs> two showers a day. Like, that is just, like, you don't see my hand, but that that is happening. And it happens even in the newborn phase, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, when you have a kid, what is a shower? Like, the first, like, six months or something. And I'm like, that, <laughs> again, I love you, and I'm never going to be like, you're dirty or lazy, but, like, it happened, I made it abundantly, explicitly, exclusively clear to everybody in my life that was around me, which was basically my husband and the kids, especially like when Peanut was born because he's the last one. I was like, I am taking two showers a day. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care who's crying, who's hungry, who's sleeping, who's napping, who's sick, who's injured. And I know you're like, oh my God, that's selfish. Well, fuck it. <laughs> then I'm selfish. It's happening. The end. Yoga. Non-negotiable. I already told you about my whole yoga journey. But basically, I haven't missed a day of yoga in over like 400 days. And even when I had total knee replacement surgery, I was still doing yoga on my bed. I was still following yoga with Adrian's calendar. It is a non-negotiable. Whether it's at 5 in the morning or 5 in the evening. Sometimes I've done it at 9 o'clock at night. I am following that calendar. It is happening. I need it for my body. I need it for my mental space. My yoga, that is a non-negotiable. Then there's just other things that I'm like, you know, is that a non-negotiable? I guess my whole laundry that took years, but I already told you my my laundry journey. But yeah, I do a load a day and it, it's going to get done. Like right now there are whites, not whites, that sounds bad. There are white clothes in the dryer right now that will get folded and put away. It is white Wednesday. I do whites every other week. And I was going to do it before this podcast. Obviously I didn't. Guess what? It's going to get done. But I guess that's maybe another non-negotiable. Um, my cleaning schedule, yeah, I follow it. But there's sometimes, like even just this last week, I usually dust and vacuum on Fridays. I was at the interviews all day. And I was like, yeah, it's not happening. I didn't do it till uh, till Sunday. So, like, it got done. But, like, did it get done on Friday? Like, no. <laughs> Obviously, I'm literally telling you. So, what is your non-negotiable? I don't know. I don't know. Like, what is something you literally cannot live without? If you're like, so I have coffee every day, but I don't have it at a certain time. It's usually between like 8 and 10 in the morning. Like, it is not like, I don't really have too much of a ritual around it. Like, I know some people literally wake up and go straight to the coffee machine. If that is your non-negotiable and you're like, I need to have it. Right when I wake up, I don't care who's crying, who needs a diaper change, who just threw up all over me, like I need to wake up and literally, then that's your non-negotiable. I don't know. Your non-negotiable is literally like you, you, it's not that you, I'm always like some, something morbid, like, oh, I have a gun to my head. I have to do that. Like, if that's how you have to think about it and think about it like that. So let's, uh, let's stop there with just that part. So. I was thinking about this because I love to compare 
uh, and use like like analogies like figurative speech like storytelling so let's talk about calendar blocking so calendar blocking again from google copy paste calendar blocking is adding specific times to your calendar in which you plan to get a chunk of work completed the methodology helps you maintain focus and accountability and better manage your time by allocating blocks to complete specific tasks so they don't take longer than they should. Love it. So without you knowing, or maybe you do know because you've used these terms and you've looked them up and you follow these people, but calendar blocking has been a part of your life your whole life and you probably didn't know. It took me a second to realize this as I was planning this out last night. Um, calendar blocking is school. <laughs> so if you don't remember school because you were like, I was just at school and I did school stuff and then I went home. Cool. Let's say you have kids. And again, let's say your kids go to school, like a physical school at the beginning of the year, which is my favorite excuse me, the teacher, they hand you all these things. And one of the things they send you, they send you with, uh, they send you home with is a schedule. And it'll be like 8.30, you know, 8.30 to 8.40, first bell, community circle and breakfast. And then it's like 8.45 till 10, it'll just say math. And you're like, damn, that's a lot of math. So from 8.45 until 10, you're just doing math? And I'm like, where how who's doing what no it just says math and then it'll be like you know from 10:05 until 12 it'll just say like literacy and again you're like damn that's a lot of literacy <laughs> how much literacy can you do in an hour and 45 minutes that is calendar blocking it didn't say from 8:42 to 8 you know 47 or 8:59 we are going to be answering questions one through 10 on this piece of paper. And then at nine to nine seventeen, we are going to do blocks like, or I don't know that that's, you know, I can't think of anything very specific, but it, it doesn't say that it just says math. It just says literacy because the teacher has it planned that for an hour and a half, she wants to get like seven things done. And it's like, I don't care how long it takes or like if task one takes seven minutes, but task two takes 25 minutes, but task three takes 19 minutes, like she, she doesn't know because she doesn't know if 30 kids are going to show up that day or 15. She doesn't know if on question one gets answered in 30, sec 30 seconds, but question two gets, it takes 32 minutes to answer question two because so many kids are having issues with that question. Like, you see what I mean? That's... To me, that's calendar blocking. And when I literally plan out my whole life, I've, I literally forgot I was recording a podcast there for a second. <laughs> I spaced the hell out. <laughs> when I plan out my life, that's what I do. So if you ever look at my planner, it'll say from 9 to 10, clean up. And then it'll say from 10 to 11, um, shower and get ready. I'm going to tell you right now, it does not take me a full hour to shower and get ready. It takes me about 12 minutes <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> and if I do my makeup, let's add another 10 to 15, depending if I'm recording it. So no, it does not take me an hour to do any of those things. But I'm allow allowing, 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 allowing. <laughs> I'm giving myself that time. So I can say, Arlene, you have an hour to do all these things. Like putting, like, a, like I give myself an hour 
to do laundry. I would literally put um, 11 to 12 laundry. It does not take me an hour to fold and put away a load of laundry. I did it one time listening to a podcast or listening to a Voxer or somebody's voice memo. I think it took me like 17 minutes or like 14 minutes, something like that. And I was like, damn. Or maybe that was just to fold it and then like another 10 to put it away. Again, I don't need the full hour. I give myself that hour because first of all, I'm used to living with pain. So I'm used to taking breaks. I used to never give myself breaks, but I'm, now I'm used to giving myself breaks. Like, oh, you're tired? Sit down for five minutes. Arlene, what a concept. Um, I'm used to having small children around me that throw up, that need their butt wiped, that need a snack, that are all of a sudden hungry even though we had breakfast 30 minutes ago. Like I said, they threw up, they had diarrhea. Now we have to go to the emergency room, like some crazy thing, like so you spike the fever, let's go to the doctor. So, um, or they had a big fight, or now someone's passed out on the floor. I don't know. My life is not that hectic or crazy, but you see what I mean? I'm used to that. So because of that, I've given myself blocks and chunks of time. Like on Wednesdays, I literally have it in my calendar from 12 to 2, record and edit podcasts. Usually my podcasts are under an hour. And it now that I know how to edit a podcast, it takes me about five minutes to edit it. So I could technically give myself 55 minutes to record and edit a podcast. But I give myself two hours because do you think I'm literally pressing record at exactly 12 p.m.? Absolutely not. Today it was 1230 and it was on the dot 1230, which was kind of cool and funny. But like, you see what I mean? Now it's 136. Like I'm giving myself that chunk of time to do those things and they may or may not get done. Yes, this is kind of a non-negotiable, but like I need to figure out another term for kind of non-negotiable. It's just a task I want to get done because obviously I've missed podcasts here and there. And I was looking at my, my schedule and next week, I'm going to have to record this podcast. And I say that lovingly, but I'm going to have to record this podcast in the evening, which I've done one time. So, like, no, I don't have to record this podcast from 12 to 2. Like, so give yourself chunks of time to get tasks done. So a big, a big, big, big example of that is my morning routine. I wake up at 4.45. I want to get about seven tasks done before 7.30. And yes, as you get into the flow of things, you start to realize that, oh yeah, you usually do start journaling at this time. So for example, um, I get up at 4.45, I want to get done with my workout at 7.30 to get the boys ready for school. And you know, since they're older, they know how to do most of the steps that I have them do, their own little morning ritual and routine that I customize for them. But I journal, I meditate, I yoga, I work out. Um, I use the bathroom, I change into my workout clothes, I read, um, all those things I want to get done before 7.30. So my biggest thing, I'm like, I reverse engineering, since my workout is 45 minutes, because it's 6.45, I have to press play at 6.45. Yes, there's been times where I press play at 6, you know, 47. And if it's earlier, better, but there have been times I did press play, like I said, 6.52, but... As long as I press play at 6.45, that means I'm done at 7.30. And then my yoga. I want to start yoga at 6. Because usually my yogas are anywhere. Like today was 7 minutes long, which was awesome. Sometimes it's 42 minutes and sometimes it's 22 minutes. Because it's whatever yoga with Adrian tells me to do that morning. 
So again, for the most part, if I press play at six for yoga and it's a 22 minute one of 22 minute yoga, that means I'm done at 622. Then I have a passing period of 622 to 645 <laughs> to get ready to work out. So usually that means, you know, pressing play at 640 or 635. Or that means that I just have a buffer and I can read longer. So today I read longer. Um, I usually give myself a page or two to read every morning because that's what Amy Landino said to do. So that's what I do. <laughs> she has her whole reasoning behind it. But I was like, hey, I can read a little longer today because my yoga is only seven minutes long. So if I only have a seven minute long yoga and maybe like a five minute long meditation, I can probably read for 10 minutes instead of like six or four. So uh, I hope that makes sense. Plan out your day in chunks of time. Like let's go to the park between one and four. That just means that hopefully somehow we will be at the park at one. Again, reverse engineering is a 20 minute ride to the park or 10 minute walk to the park. That doesn't mean we're going to be at the park for three hours, but we can leave at two or we can leave at one, like the house at that time. But I'm going to give myself this chunk of time. It's all about chunks. Think of everything in chunks. Uh Oh, big girl Luna's up. Oh, she just wants to go in the sun. Awesome. Okay. Let's move on to time batching. Google says that time batching is a time management technique that includes grouping grouping similar tasks together and setting aside a time to complete them all or work on them until a predetermined point of progress. Okay, these are terms I feel like are used more in the social media game, like the social media realm and world, but you can use this and apply this to your everyday life. So time batching is this. And you can you can do whatever you want because it's your life and I'm going to give you a whole spiel on that at the end. But listen, if... How do I say this? So I just listened to an episode with Tori Simone, and she was talking about a lot of these things and I was like, that's so crazy because that was my topic for the week. But let's say... How do I say this? Because I'm, I'm trying to speak to a, a, a broad. I, I know for a fact about I, I know about four of you that listen, but like the other 15, I don't know anything about you. <laughs> so thank you for people that I know that listen. Um, and there's a lot of things. So. OK, let's say let's just talk about me. It's my podcast. Um, and it also depends on because now I'm not in so much pain. So anyway. I try not to give myself to do too many things in one shot, in one day, because like I said, I'm used to being in a lot of pain. I'm used to my back, my knee, excuse me, my headaches. Wow. Excuse me. Man, I ate like three hours ago. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but let's talk about grocery shopping. I don't do the grocery shopping my husband does, but let's talk about grocery shopping. Basically, oh my God. I'm just going in circles. Hey, hi, everyone. Listen, basically have an errand day, an errand day, E-R-R-A-N-D, an errand day. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, for example, and you know for a fact that you like to go grocery shopping on Fridays because you're like, the weekend is too busy, so every Friday I go grocery shopping. Cool. So why not also, since you're already out, have that be the day that you ship your products out to your people and you go to the post office 
whether before or after you go grocery shopping. Or, you know, for a fact, your days are usually busy, but on Fridays is when you make all of your appointments because you're like, okay, I can have my physical at 9 a.m. on a Friday. After that, whenever that's done, because we're going to give... Oh, there goes Luna. She opens up her own door. We're going to give ourselves a two-hour block because we don't know how, the, how long the appointment is going to go. So then at 11, we're going to go to the post office. We don't know how long that's going to go, so we're going to give ourselves an hour. And then we're going to get like our oil changed, and then we're going to go grocery shopping. So you see what I mean? You're already leaving the house. Might as well do a bunch of shit out of the house since you're out of the house. <laughs> now, again, something like that will overwhelm me because like I'm an empath and I can like feel other people's feelings and I'm probably going to be tired from getting in and out of the house or the car. And But anyway, for the most part, that is like your out of office days versus like if you're you're like, well, I would rather like every Tuesday be like every Tuesday is when I make all the phone calls or I budget because I'm already home. So I'm going to do like all my home stuff on Tuesdays. In the social media world, time batching for the most part is something like this. So on uh, certain days of the week, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to say try. <laughs> I'm doing better about this or I'm being better about this or however you want to say, but since I do saint, you know, I put on makeup, might as well create like reels or content. So if I already know, I think I did this on Monday. I was like, I'm going to do a live putting on my makeup. So then with that, I'm going to go on stories and talk about my makeup. Then I'm going to make a post about the makeup I'm wearing. And then I can make a reel. I haven't been really doing reels or TikToks, but then I can make a few reels. Does you ever see somebody that you love on the internet? And they're wearing the same outfit for like six reels or TikToks. That's because they were time batching. Um, sometimes they change their outfits. I know a lot of like the gurus out there. I don't like to say that word too much. Guru. But uh, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But um, they'll tell you like, I'll oh, switch out your outfit. But there's some people who literally like every Saturday, they calendar block that from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. That is their content planning days. And then they'll they'll batch a bunch of content. So yeah, they'll have six outfits, but they recorded all those reels. They'll record 10 reels in you know six hours and edit them all and then slowly start pushing them out to social media. And that's why some people get shit done like in one shot. That's like that's like meal prepping, um, meal planning. Like imagine again, calendar blocking every Sunday from 1 p.m. to 6. You know, it doesn't take that long, but let's say like 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. You block that out. You block out that chunk of time and then for two hours you cook. I've seen people make like weeks worth of food in two hours. But just just for this sake, you plan out a week's worth of food. Like you literally are like, I'm going to make the breakfast, lunch and dinner for the next week from two to four. That's the calendar blocking. And then what are you batching? You're batching food. And then you literally don't have to cook the rest of the week because you you, you have everything cooked and planned out. So that's calendar blocking, that's time batching, that's reverse engineering. And then um, the last thing is, um, where is it? My notes. 
my notes decision fatigue so decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions your ability your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day becomes worse said dr mclean a psychiatrist the more decisions you have to make the more fatigue you develop and more the more difficult it can become this is why <laughs> i'm always joking around I'm like i don't like to think because i think so much and this is why i plan out so much because i know that you probably are like earlier you're boring you're rigid just all these terrible terms come to to mind when thinking about planning and i'm like it's the opposite i have so much freedom within all of this um first of all at the end of the day if i get sick if somebody gets sick none of this shit is gonna get done none of it um the cleaning the cooking the laundry the showers like if i'm sick sick or if somebody is sick sick it's not gonna get done okay just just know that and it that has happened before but um decision fatigue is literally like my life i already have it planned out a certain way that i don't have to think about what am i doing at 10 what am i doing at 11 what am i doing at 12 excuse me and i i felt like i used to get anxiety and like a pit in my stomach and a lump in my throat thinking about my day and now that i don't have to think about it it's just there for me I planned it out. <laughs> and trust me, I have mixed and matched and moved things around my whole life. And so far, this is what's working for me. Decision fatigue. I don't have to decide my yoga. My yoga is decided for me. Why? Yoga with Adrian. I just do whatever she says. She has free monthly calendars. The end on that. Meditation. So meditation, I follow different courses. Some of them lasted a week or two or three or even four. And I love it. So I literally follow day one of happiness day two of happiness day three of happiness <laughs> but i'm not following a course or anything and i do all of my meditations on insight timer app and just today it took me about four minutes to decide what meditation i was going to do and i was like if i just had a calendar i could follow it but i do like to use the insight timer app it is free and like i said it did take me four minutes of, to find my meditation and finally i just was like this is it this is the one so anyway, so that right there, that took time at five in the morning to think about that I didn't want to use my time on that. So anyway, my workouts, um, I do beach body, And yes, I am the crazy one. I will plan out my workouts for the year. I already have my plan, my workouts planned for the year 2023. <laughs> like not necessarily solid right now. But um, yeah, I already have like six workouts programs I want to do for next year. And I, yes, I did plan out all of my workout programs for this year. And so far, I have followed them like to the letter. Thank God. Um, my workout outfits. I literally have in my dresser, in the bonus room, and I've already talked about this, all of my outfits picked out for the next two weeks. I literally wake up, I go to the drawer, and I just pick whatever's there. And it's a bra and pants, because for the most part, I'm not wearing shirts anymore. I'm just wearing a workout bra and shorts or pants. And yeah, it makes it easier too to just have less shirts, because <laughs> you know how I feel about shit. You have too much shit. So... Of course, here's the thing. I can do whatever I want. If all of a sudden I don't want to do that yoga, I don't want to do that meditation, I don't want to do that workout program, I don't want to wear those clothes, I don't have to. But this is why I like to do stuff like um like this, like in this particular way because of this because of decision fatigue. I want to say it was Steve Jobs that I got this from or Mark Zuckerberg. Steve Jobs was uh from Apple and Mark Zuckerberg was from Meta or Facebook. But they were talking about that they have like a uniform 
And I was like, what's that? So if you ever realize or notice like Steve Jobs, I didn't look this up, then I should have, but I think he always wore like black shirts and jeans. And I think Mark Zuckerberg always wore just a t-shirt and jeans. And when I was working at um, a call center for like two or three years, I decided to do that too. It was a solid tee. I bought like 10 solid tees from Target. I bought like 10 jeans from Old Navy and like four flats from um, Macy's and Target and you know, Payless and JCPenney. And for the most part, you saw me in a black shirt, skinny, you know, skinny dark jeans, and then like black shoes. And then the next day it was like a cream shirt with black skinny jeans and then like brown shoes. Like I had a uniform without having a uniform and it was so easy. I know it wasn't planned out for the day. Like on Monday I'm wearing this black shirt and on Tuesday I'm wearing this beige shirt. I used to do that in school when I was in high school. But for the most part, it was so easy to look at my closet and be like, oh, plain shirt, um, you know, jeans and flats. And as a mom, I do the same thing now, but um, it's just a shirt, pants, and usually sandals or socks or something. But I have a uniform. And again, that just makes life so much easier when you just, for me at least, when you don't have to make so many decisions. And dinner is a shit show at this house, but breakfast is planned out. Like, I literally have it on a whiteboard. Yeah, whiteboard on Mondays. Monday through Friday, they my kids know what to do. And here's where it boils down to. It boils down to expectations. And that way you just know what's going to happen. Less guesswork. And again, more freedom. Because if you know you're going to make... If if waffle, it's, if it's always Waffle Wednesday for breakfast, and we don't do Taco Tuesday, but I know a lot of you do Taco Tuesday. Doesn't that make life easier? Like, it's just like, oh, yes, we don't know what we're going to eat the other six days of the week, but every Tuesday we have tacos. Thank God. Right? And then you know what to shop for. Anyway decision fatigue it's a thing look it up the less decisions you have to make the better and yes trust me i am spontaneous and i do have fun like again don't think i'm just as rigid bitch rigid rigid <laughs> don't think i'm just as rigid bitch that it's exactly 9 12 if you call me i will be busy because blah, 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 blah. no i will make time for you not right now because i will put my focus on so i get no phone calls or notifications while i'm recording because Remember that one time I got a phone call during a recording and how mad I was. So, <laughs> again, decision fatigue. The last one, so this is really the last one, and I still have more to say, so just keep keep on holding on, is habit stacking. I forgot about this one. I added this last minute. <laughs> habit stacking is the art of combining your current habits with ones you want to start. Right? Perfect. I'm so glad I said this last. Essentially... You make a habit you already do every day and pair it with a simple one you want to do every day. For example, you may already make coffee every morning and you also want to work out more. Oh, look at that. I didn't even read that last part. This is perfect. I just, I, honestly, I just read that right now. How can I tie this in though? I mean, it makes sense because I do talk about working out all the time. So this is the example I wanted to give with that is my kids. So my kids, a habit that my kids have is that they walk in the house, right? Like, duh, everybody walks into the house. So cool, my kids always walk into the house. So then I stack shit on. And it's almost like drilling. So again, I don't want to want you to think I'm just this mean person. It's like, do, 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 and go, go, go. And if you're ever sitting down, you're lazy, and I hate you. No, I never said that, right? That's what you're inferring and implying that what I'm saying. No, listen to the actual words I'm saying. Um... 
my kids walk in the house and they take off their shoes and they wash their hands. And that's been a habit since they were freaking born. Like <laughs> when they were babies and we left the house, when we came back home, we washed hands. Not sanitize, not take a baby wipe. No, we washed hands at babies. Babies. <laughs> and then I realized I, I always wanted to have a house with no shoes. So there was a point where my husband and I were separated and I had my own apartment. And I was like, this is no shoes. And from here on out, it's been seven years, no shoes in the house. Now, of course, we ain't perfect and pe other people walk in with their shoes on and all that stuff. But it ain't like we have this. Again, we do not have this perfectly clean, immaculate house. But for the most part, because, you know, I love saying that for the most part, my kids walk into the house, they take off their shoes. They don't foul them nicely right away. We do have an, a, a thing about who organizes the shoes when. And you guessed it. Victor does the odd days and Isaiah does the even, even days. But they do take off their shoes and they wash their hands. Oh, there goes Luna. She scared the crap out of me, but I locked the door so she's not coming back in. Sorry, Luna. Water break. So habit stacking. If you want to start a morning routine, a night routine, what do you already do and what can you slowly start adding on top of that? So that this is a great example. We're not going to talk about working out because that's like a whole other beast of its own. But let's say taking medicine. I know some people take their medicine in the morning. I take my medicine at night. Um, it's just three pills. I think it's like D3, magnesium, and an allergy pill. As far as I know, it's okay. I think I started taking them at night because the allergy pills, and it's just regular, like generic, I don't even know what brand or what type, but I think everyone, not everyone, but you know, the doctors, the statistics, the websites say to take allergy medicine at night. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't have an app, I don't have a timer, I don't have an alarm that goes off, but again, I take two showers a day, right? <laughs> so at night, I get out the shower, I you know, dry myself off with a towel and I get my bathrobe, which I love having a bathrobe. I feel like I'm so adult with a bathrobe <laughs> and the bathrobe has pockets. You know how girls feel about pockets. This dress has pockets. What do I put in the pockets? My pills. So I step out the shower, I dry myself off and I stand in front of the mirror and I take um, a nasal spray and everything's in my medicine cabinet in my bathroom because I have a medicine cabinet. I know not everyone has a medicine cabinet in their bathroom. So I look in the mirror, I put on my robe, I look in the mirror, I open it up, I do a, you know, two sprays in each nose, and then I take out, they're like in size place order, take out the big old thing of magnesium, put it in my pocket, take the big old, um, or the next one is a, the D3, put one pill in my pocket, and then the little one is an allergy pill, take one pill, put it in my pocket. That's habit stacking. I already take a shower, and then the new habit was the pills, and then I direct, then after that, I go to my room and do my nighttime little routine. But it took me a while to take medicine at night. Now I don't think about it. Decision fatigue. I don't have to think about it. I don't even have to write it down. If it's new to you, yeah, do a little habit planner, habit tracker. And like you write a little square for every day of the month. It's like, did you take your pills? Check mark or have an app. Did you take your pills? Check mark. Yeah, if it's a new habit, I don't have to do that anymore because I just do it. So habit stacking is that. So think about whatever it is in your life that you're like, well, I already drive to work. Well, what can you do that can help you in the car? For example, like, well, every time I get in my car, I block, you know, fill in the blank. I listen to a podcast. Hello. I listen to a meditation. You can meditate and drive as long as it's like a proper one. 
So you see what I mean? Habit stacking. So we talked about habit stacking. We talked about decision fatigue. We talked about... Um, the, the notes went up too far. Excuse me. Habit stacking, decision fatigue. Um, wow, where is it all? Lord, help me. Let's start over. Ready? Disclaimer. Okay. Time batching, calendar blocking, reverse engineering, non-negotiables, decision fatigue, habit stacking. So this is where we start wrapping it up, kind of. So I put life is perfect. I meant to put life is not perfect. Life is not perfect. This is just a blueprint of how you want your life to be like. Try this out. In a perfect imaginary life, how would your day go? How can we make this wish how can we make this wish and turn it into a reality? Make sure your day flows and one task leads into the other. Don't remember what I was talking about, like the whole, if you already have an errand day, just do everything outside. Don't pivot so hard and turn so hard that your day just doesn't flow. Like I realized it took me a while, but I realized like sometime in like 2020 when Pina was what, two, one, almost one. And then he turned two. So like the middle of 2020. But anyway, I realized that, no, because we moved here. Oh my God. Anyway, listen, it was like August. I realized that between like 11 and three, because it was summertime, I was like, oh, this, no, we were doing remote learning. Oh my God. Anyway, it feels like 15 years ago. I was like, usually between like 11 and three, I have more free time. I should probably fold clothes at this time. It didn't make sense to fold clothes at 6 in the morning, 7 in the morning, 8 in the morning. It didn't make sense to do it at night when I was way too tired and I was in too much pain. But sometimes there was like a sweet spot between like 11 and 3. I was like, I should probably fold and put away the clothes. And now I have it in a very scheduled way that I don't have to think about it. That normally between 11 and 12, um, I'm putting away clothes. Like for the most part. Again, don't get me wrong it's 202 and and the clothes are not getting folded and put away or they haven't so anyway make sure your day flows if after breakfast everyone is riled up still let's say summertime so no kids are going to school everyone's riled up maybe it's not maybe now's not a good time to read or something maybe now's a good time to go to the park or to play outside maybe now's not a good you see what i mean like figure out like well when this happens for the most part the kids usually feel this way, or I usually feel this way. That's what I mean by flows. Make sure your day flows. And then I put, again, you are in charge and in control of your life. Yes, you are. I know you have kids and you have a husband or a spouse and you have bosses, but you are ultimately, you are in charge and in control of your life. Depending on the season, though, remember that some things just aren't for you. Again, if you have triplets and 17 kids and you're pregnant with another one, okay? Maybe some this is just not for you right now. But life, your life is not always going to stay in whatever place it's currently in forever. It's just not. Remember, it's a season. So things will change. The only constant is change. Learn to pivot. Learn to be flexible. Oh, there goes Luna and Dad. How cute. Let me make sure. Oh my God, I'm so distracted. Let me make sure I read everything. Planners, this, middle school. Yeah, I think we're done. Don't forget though, the three most important things are to plan out your sleep, to plan out your work, and to plan out your non-negotiables. 
And then life is not perfect. Decision fatigue. Yeah, make sure your day flows. Okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to my blabbering. Um, <laughs> this was a long one. I appreciate you listening. And I really hope you take all of this and and refer back to your life. How can you cut out decision fatigue? How can you time badge? How can you calendar block? How can you reverse engineer? How can you get seven to nine hours of sleep? I know you love your husband or your spouse. I know you love your kids if you have them. But you must take care of you. And I feel like I've already talked about that in my love series, four parts in February of 2022. I refer back to that one. Take care of you. Pour into yourself first does not make you selfish. Self-care is not selfish. I don't care what anyone fucking says about that. Because I've heard people say that it is. It's fucking not. Okay? Obviously, I get hyped up about that. So, we're done. (laughs) But before I leave, I want to end off with three affirmations. So, take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your jaw. And if it's safe for you to do so, please close your eyes. So, your three affirmations are, I choose which thoughts I want to think. I am reprogramming my inner voice and narrative. I am capable and worthy of living my best life. Folks, you know how much I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>